This is the Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors podcast, sponsored by Visit Bemidji. Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors covers the lakes, woods, trails, wildlife, and anything else going on outdoors in Paul Bunyan's playground. This is Mike Frisch of Fishing the Midwest, and you're listening to Fishing Paul Bunyan Country. Well, it's about time we checked in with Brian Bro Brosdahl. He's one of the best guides in Paul Bunyan country, knows fishing inside and out, and uh, a guy who, uh, who's pretty good at catching walleyes. And, Bro, it has been, uh, by and large, a pretty darn good walleye fishing year this year, hasn't it? Oh, absolutely. Uh, I have no complaints. It's one of the best years I've ever had, and there's just more walleyes in the systems uh, than, than I remember in recent history. Uh, and big ones too. When I first started many years ago, you didn't catch that many big fish. Now you're catching big fish. Plus, there's been a lot of good year classes, so people are getting their eaters and uh, and catching big ones too. You know, bro. What's what's interesting to me is this seems to be an across the board phenomenon. Red's fantastic this year. Bemidji's been great. Leech has been great. Winnie's been great. Um, pretty much every lake's been great. Yeah, and, and very little downtime. Uh, you know, the bug hatches slowed things down a little bit, but uh, before the bug hatches, the fish were biting so good, you just use plastics, and uh, and then, uh, you know, after the bug hatches, still bait is really good. Uh, it's good to have leeches. And if you can't get leeches, then crawlers, but uh, we've been doing plastics and and uh, bait. We always bring bait, but uh, we use a lot of eye candy, dig crawlers, minnows, and paddle tails. And uh, you make a believer out of the clients when they can throw one themselves to catch a fish. Eye candy. I've heard that from a lot of guys lately. Tell me about eye candy and what you like about it. It's, uh, it's virtually indestructible. Uh, and, you know, it's, it's a plastic that uh, is really soft. So if you miss a fish, you can uh, just pause for a second and the fish will come back. And that, that's what I like about it, the softness allows you to to catch more fish uh and you know fish fish sometimes walleyes like to bite and crush things they uh they don't have uh, crusher pads in their throats like bass or catfish so they have to kill something before they swallow it and uh and if if it's the perfect bait for that plus they're super stretchy which means they're porous and they absorb scent really well it's kind of a plastic that fits right in with uh, pro walleye and, you know, your everyday anglers because you can sense it up the way you want for the body of water you're fishing. Okay. Uh, but, yeah, I, I've heard uh, great reports on that. I've heard uh, great reports on bobber fishing this year. I've heard great reports on pretty much any way you want to go. The the fish are biting. They're biting, and uh, even with uh, the, a lot of the lakes have algae in the weeds and uh, it, it's kind of like uh, green spider webs, and it gets on your bait and follows it real easy. So the real trick is to stay off the bottom. And uh, slip bobber fishing with light bite bobber works really well. And then with tungsten jig heads, just get a – you don't need a, a big leech. Just get, you know, your panfish run smaller, medium leeches. Even, you know, panfish-sized leeches work just fine. They They move a lot more than the big ones, way more, and that was – that's been a trick in the, some of the tournaments, like even on the Devil's Lake, small leeches were the were the the deal in ice fishing lures. Well, now with that uh, tungsten jig head, a short shank with a leech under a bobber, when you're pitching to a fish that you see on in your hummingbird mega live, 
it gets down quick. And the real thing is to get down there super fast. So you want to use tungsten, smaller profile, and fast drop and get it right in, into the fish. And uh, just make sure to set your your uh, your machines up so you can see distances and so you know how far to cast. Um, one of the interesting things that I've seen over the last couple of years, really, um, is the basically most anglers, especially those who are from Minnesota and, and know the waters, they've kind of abandoned deep water walleye. Everybody's hanging around the weeds almost all the time. And that's uh, been a trend because when zebra mussels get into a system or clear water, you would think that fish would go deeper and deeper but they go shallower and shallower, and every year it just seems it's, it's pretty soon they're going to be on shore. I mean, there's some fish on the inside of the weeds, there's fish in the weeds and the outside of the weeds, and uh, that there's a lot of food there, and I'm seeing in areas there's massive schools of lake shiners, and as well as uh, the, the, the spot tails have dropped a little deeper, but there's lake shiners up shallow, and there's just a lot of life, and with rusty crayfish in lakes like Leech, Cass Lake, Lake Winnebagosh, um, and even uh, Lake of the Woods, uh, Woman Lake, a lot of these lakes, the fish are targeting uh, natural or rusty crayfish, and and that's just a great uh, growth, super growth thing for them because they eat a bunch of them, and they've they've molted now, so they're soft, and and once they molt. There's uh, something that fish can eat that doesn't have a shell that they just love. It's like little lobsters for them. And, and so they're up shallow feeding on those. And some days it's hard to get a fish that you can see with your own eyes swimming around and uh, uh, to bite. They just don't want to bite if, if, if you're close to them. So you got to keep distance. Um, you don't want to see them. <laughs> even, <laughs> even though you go a little farther, you can see them. You don't want to see them. And then... We're finding out they're adapting to forward viewing, too. If you sit and point it at them, uh, I like to describe it to my clients as an air compressor. You keep blowing an air compressor on something that's going to move, a simple creature. Uh, just look, see them, throw it, and then turn it away, or, and then go back to the hummingbird side imaging, which is the best in the business. Uh, you can still use 2D sonar and that stuff and see fish, but we're not fishing under the boat as much as we used to on uh, wavier days in that 16, 17 feet of water, you can drift. You don't need all of that stuff, but you could drift and the bottom's clean. So there's times that I'll run a little bit deeper so that we can fish, you know, just fish and catch. But most of the time people are fishing fish. They're not chasing around looking for them. And uh, that's what's making fishing better, I think, is everybody's fishing fish. They, and before they had to look for them or hope they'd pass over them. That's, that's not the case anymore. Even if you don't have forward viewing, today's technology with side imaging, down imaging, and all that stuff, you're not looking for them. You're fishing. You're fishing where they're sitting. And, and another thing I've I've talked to a, a lot of people about is um, even you know at this time of year and into August when things are supposedly called you know um, the the dog days. We're not seeing it quite as extreme anymore. I think part of it is the technology, and a lot of it is the knowledge of anglers, but you're always able to find a few fish now. Well, yeah, in, in dog days, you know, the, the heat of summer, uh, in the past, some of the fish would, would have schooled up in deep water. And uh, I remember this time of year, for many, many years, everybody was out 30 to 50 feet of water 
on a lot of the deeper lakes, uh, targeting the fish on, on deep, hard-bottom areas that are surrounded by mud in the basin. Don't need to know. The fish that are out there now are just suckers, and they stay down there where the midge flies are and, and just eat them. Um, and so the a lot of your, your fish, there's still some deeper, uh, but for the most part, I've heard reports where people say go deep in the clear lakes. Well, the, the fish that are down in deep waters are, are little ones, the, the 9, 8, 9, 11 inches, and then a few big ones that are on the edge of the thermocline, which is where, you know, that big change in the water temperature. And they have to stay above it because uh, there's no oxygen below it. But with a lot of the winds that we're getting, uh, there, the thermoclines aren't happening on lakes that are windswept. Uh, the smaller lakes get them, and it keeps the fish up where where you can always get them. And now there's plenty of fish, and we're realizing that there is no dog days. They <laughs> just move to non-typical areas that we never looked. And now you can make a pass through there, and you can see them. And uh, so I, and I've been seeing it when uh, lakes get empty and no one's fishing. I love it because I'm still catching them. And there's, there's, no, uh, there's no competition where... Uh, people come in and and scope around you. You're you're all by yourself catching fish, and that's what it's been like all summer. So I kind of like I like I like the idea of dog days because it keeps things quiet for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just changing. You know, things change, and and people don't want to look. Well, I know that you uh, fish a lot of lakes, uh, certainly throughout Paul Bunyan country. Anyone standing out this? I mean, they've all been pretty good. Any one of them standing out as a particularly good lake this year? Well, and I, I've been on leech. I, I like to, my favorite time, I have windows that I fish lakes. And I, I really like leech uh, earlier and later. The fish are super healthy. They're pounding a young of the year perch, and they're just full of them, and they're still feeding. Um, you, you get four fish on leech, four keepers, and you're, you know, that's like six anywhere else. Uh, they're They're just bigger keepers, and I don't know, Red Lake, I, I'm just amazed when I've been up there at how many fish are there. I mean, there's just so many. It's it's just amazing. And there's big crappies now. You're catching them while you're fishing for the walleyes. It's just such a biomass in that lake. That's really a standout lake right there. And in Lake of the Woods, of course, you know, we just, some of our buddies to uh, Paul Bunyan Country just uh, went up there and had a 30-inch average. Yeah in a tournament and come on now i mean <laughs> there's lakes that have that that's crazy and that's that's a just a short drive from uh bermidji park rapids brainerd that's not far away to go up to lake of the woods and and that's a lake that when we get a chance heather and i'll go visit once or twice a year just because it's a special place that has really old antique giant walleyes Rob Rosedahl talking about a strong walleye bite we've had so far in 2023. But his favorite fish are, of course, bluegills. And we'll find out how they're biting later on in the show. But up next, it's our Lake of the Week. I'm Rob Rosedahl, proud to help educate Kevin Jackson on Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors. Hi, I'm Dick Beardsley with Dick Beardsley Fishing Guide Service. Cast a line this summer and discover the first city on the Mississippi, Bemidji, with over 400 lakes and a 25-mile radius, creates a premier destination for all anglers. With an abundance of multi-species available, you'll catch more fish, bigger fish, and create better stories to last a lifetime. 
For more information, go to visitfemidji.com. Bemidji points out further. Hi, this is Nate Blazing with the Nissla Guide League, and you're listening to Paul Bunyan Country Outdoor. We're checking in with Brian Brobrosdahl of Bro's Guide Service, and time to talk about his favorite fish. I know you're a big pan fishing guy. Have you had a chance to do any pan fishing this year? I have, and there's still some big pan fish in the lakes. And you know, I uh, uh, some some schools are getting hit. Uh, we have a lot of uh, tourism, and some of them still think it's the old days where you could just load up on them. But uh, that's where that uh, pan fish initiative is helping. It's curving it because when they do find them, they're not fucking too many big ones. But there's still a lot of big bluegills in our area. And the crappies are doing well. Uh, we've had uh, tough winters to get around, so they haven't been hit too hard. But uh, uh, that's nature protecting, protecting uh, the crappies and bluegills from uh, from getting hit too hard uh, with forward viewing. Uh, not so much bluegills could be buried in the weeds. They could be on an edge or something. But crappies sit out in the open, so ice fishing pressure is pretty hard on them. But our area is loaded right now, and we have a lot of lakes have had good year classes, and there's nice you know 10 inch eaters and still some true trophies in the area all right um <laughs> and and i know it's still early in the process but we have the the uh, panfish regulations kind of spread throughout the state and being more aggressive uh have, have you been able to notice if that's changed anything yet oh absolutely uh okay. you know just just uh, when i'm out out on a lake guiding and I, I talk to people and uh and I'm seeing more and more people keeping medium-sized bluegills. They're not keeping the big ones. And people are throwing back, you know, uh, 13 to 15-inch crappies. It's it's pretty prevalent. And there's people that laugh and don't. But, you know, they're few and far between, though. There's more people that realize that we have uh, quite a resource here, and it's pretty fragile. Um, it's not a farm pond in Iowa that is prolific, and, uh, and no one gets to go there unless you know the owner. Mm-hmm. These are lakes that are public and and fragile with colonies of, of fish and um and we're not you know down south where they, they have a growing big growing season and our bluegills are northern strain bluegills that uh in crappies they just don't have the they don't grow as fast i mean in two years way down south you can get a crappie up to 12 12 inches up here it takes years it takes six eight years to get that big and then then to get to 14 is takes really it's really a slow slow growth rate from there but you know in 14 is kind of the edge of of their range as far as getting big you know even red lake when they started hitting that 14 inch size structure they naturally kind of disappeared on their own uh plus <laughs> they had a lot of pressure but we could only fish so much of that lake so it just goes to show you that uh the age of the crappies a 14 inch is big and every now and then we'll see 15s or 16s but that's the edge of it. So a 13, 14 inch crappie is giant and old, and uh, and I'm we're seeing them. Uh, we're talking to people who are catching uh, big bluegills and crappies, and in as far as jumbo perch, big jumbo perch don't exist everywhere. A lot of a lot of lakes and places they don't get those. They get nuisance perch, perch that kill your your uh, leech and eat your you know your red tail. Well, we're in an area that has perch that can exceed you know, average 10, 11 inches and exceed 13, 14 inches. And 14 is a new number. It didn't exist, but they're forging on rusty crayfish and, and uh, 
I've been to a few meetings where there, where we might even see some 15s and 16 inch perch in our area, which is uh, pretty amazing. You don't have to drive 20 hours to <laughs> have a chance at one of those. Have Have you seen anything out there uh, that concerns you right now? Uh, you know, not not so much with a fish bite. Everybody gets them, but you know, there's 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 huge uh, ear classes in all the lakes and. The lakes are protecting their own. There, there's so much food with the rusty crayfish, with the young of the year perch. If the perch collapse, we could see fishing. Uh, you know, the when the if the fish are starving, but they they have unleashed. They're just gorging on perch. On Bemidji, they're eating uh, perch. They just got over the insect heads. The lakes are so full of food, and the biomass is so big that you're seeing uh, fish that won't won't eat. You know, and you're catching them because you find big schools of fish. And in clear water, they school up like like minnows in a bait tank. They don't spread out. They're schooled up really tight. So you might see schools of 40 to 200 walleyes, and you don't catch them all. The reason you catch them is there's always a, one that, that uh, a small, you'll go through a school of all kinds and big ones. You can see them with your own eye, and you'll catch a 14-incher a or a 17-incher, and it's like, you know, at the right time, the big ones will bite, and so the lakes protect themselves. So I don't see anything on the, you know, anything too uh, threatening on the horizon. Uh, I think our uh, right now we're doing good. The DNR's uh, recognizing and and taking care of things. Um, you know, and stocking um, uh, is working for some lakes, and a lot of lakes have natural production. I think we're at a good place right now in this area. All right. Well, if we're going to hit the water this weekend, uh, what do we na- need to have in our boat, and where should we be hanging out? Well, I would make sure, besides a, a life jacket, uh, I would make sure to pack some eye candy. Um, and it's, it's not a gimmick. It's reality. I had one jig crawler on an MVP jig that lasted two weeks. I had to retie it. You know, your line gets frayed by zebra mussels. lasted two weeks and caught fish every day. Uh, and that was a uh, chartreuse purple core with a uh, chartreuse and glow jig head. And they just ate it and just just subtle movements. And if they missed it, they came back for it, sent it up, try different scents, and uh, uh, make sure to have minnows now because they're starting. We're getting past bugs. We're going into crayfish. So that means they're actually chasing something. When walleyes chase, they're going to eat plastics big time and then puppet minnows. Um, puppet minnows are good perch patterns, and the shiner, silver shiner puppet minnow uh, is a favorite, and I could almost guarantee almost every tournament angler has one on their line, uh, and the silver shine is really a good one. Uh, we're getting that instinctive reactive strike, and the temperature went down, so the fish are getting more and more active. They're swimming around, and they're starting to show up, and it kind of feels like fall already, so <laughs> they're on the edge of the fall spots in the weeds to bring your bobbers, Bring some jigs with eye candy on them, uh, scent them up, and make sure to stop and support your local bait shops. Pick up leeches. Don't walk in there and just get, like, you know, hit them for information for an hour and then just buy a thing of leeches. Uh, bait is cheap. Gas is expensive. Buy a lot of bait. Uh, if you can get good minnows, grab them. You know, grab a couple dozen bigger minnows. You're going to get big bites. They're loving them this year. And, uh, of course, bobbers jigs with plastics and puppet minnows and you're ready to hit the water 
All right. Well, before we wrap it up, Ro, do you have time for a Fast Five? Absolutely. Okay, here we go. Fast Five with Bro Brosdahl. Fast Five. Did I stutter? Question number one. If he's in it, you're going to see the movie. Who is your favorite actor? Oh, boy. Uh, probably Keanu Reeves. I, I just love the John Wick movies. A lot of people love the John Wick movies. Yes, absolutely. All right. I think I know the answer to this, but I know you do both of them, so I will just throw it out there. Question number two. You got to choose one. Fishing or hunting? Fishing by a long, long, long uh, cast. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that. I sit in a deer stand, and I can't stand it sometimes because I know they're biting somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Question number three, you're tooling down the road. You want to crank up the radio loud. Are we going to be listening to ACDC or Alabama? Um, probably I'd start, I, I would have to go ACDC. Keeps you awake. And then, I, you know, I might be able to sing along with Alabama better without blowing an artery. <laughs> yeah, there aren't very many people who can sing like ACDC. That's a fact. <laughs> and, and, no, I, I don't need to be, uh, you know, in a hospital later. You know, so I just go to the cal- If I'm going to sing, I sing Alabama stuff and I make sure I'm alone. <laughs> Question number four. Who is the better duck, Daffy or Donald? Oh, boy. I'm not a fan of ducks. Uh, <laughs> I'll just say, I'll say Donald. All right. Well... I'm a Daffy guy, but, you know, it's uh, I'm not going to go to war over it. <laughs> and <Yeah>. fi- <laughs> Finally, question number five. Who was the best of the grumpy old men? Oh, boy. I, uh, if I can remember their names real quick. Uh, Walter Matthau, he's just he's such a, they're, they're good actors, but I, his acting uh, kind of was uh, pretty amazing in a lot of movies. All right. Hey, Bro Brosdahl, if uh, people want to uh, come fish in Paul Bunyan country and use your expertise and throw their own Fast Five at you and have a good time, how do they get set up? Yeah, just go to brosguideservice.com and look to October to fish or maybe a little bit in the winter. And I'm also booking for next year. So come out and jump in my Lund Pro V 2075 that I got at Rays. All right. He's Brian Bro Brosdahl of Bro's Guide Service. Always great to have him on the show. Bro, thanks for the time, and uh, obviously uh, I don't have to wish you best of luck. You're going to catch fish when you get out there. Hey, thanks for having me, Kevin. Everybody be safe and get out on the water. F-I-S-H-I-I-N, Paul Bunyan Country.